ship coming from his throne There are cries of adoration As men from every nation Lift their voice to make your glory known Singing holy, holy, holy are the Lord Holy, holy, holy are you Lord The elders and angels bow The redeemed worship you
that you are holy you are holy you are holy you are worthy of all things you are worthy of all adoration you are worthy of all honor in the name of Jesus hey you created all things and for your pleasure oh God they were made we come oh God in the beauties of holiness to lay prostrate before your throne to bow in worship 
be lifted, O Jesus. Elohim, we magnify you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. of God is not a depiction or a description of his moral uprightness no it is beyond that it is not that which characterizes he characterizes me him by virtue of his sinlessness no it is more than that his holiness is a product a function of the fact that he is set apart he is a God all by himself and he is in a class of his own. None compares unto him. He is a God set apart, incomparable. Perfectly perfect. Perfectly perfect. Absolutely upright. Hallelujah. In him is no guile, in him is no darkness, none compares unto him in his moral excellency, the beauties of holiness, the splendor of his majesty, the magnificence of his power, none, none, he has no co-equal, he has no mate. This is the God we serve. That is why when we are with him, we fear nothing. Father, we worship you. We thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 6, the verse 1, the Bible says that one of the, the visions of Isaiah, I think the second one, from the verses 1, Bible says that from the chapter 1, that was the second vision and encounter he had. The verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 6, Bible says in the year that King Uziah died, Isaiah said, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. That is his exalted state, incomparable in power. 
to be high and lifted up means that every other thing is is beneath him or below him isaiah said that and his train filled the temple that is his glory his that which clothes him the ropes the train of his ropes it filled the temple so for for god's glory to become the pervading atmosphere in a space in a territory and a celestial space that means that it is more than a cloth it is the fiber of his being hallelujah it is more than just an atmosphere he carries it is the fiber of his being his very essence hallelujah he says above it also stood the seraphims each had six wings with twain he covered his face and with twain he covered his feet and with twain he did fly and listen to the seraphim see what they did next and one cried unto another and said holy 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 it is his only attribute that is always pronounced in a trio always pronounced three times not only in isaiah you see that in ezekiel you see that many times in the book of revelation holy 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 are you lord god almighty his most exalted attribute and bible says the whole earth is full of his glory and the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried and the house was filled with smoke beloved when you worship your worship is capable of doing warfare for you because your worship is your war ship the ship of your war hallelujah your worship is your worship you can arm yourself and enter into warfare with your worship your worship of worship hallelujah worship is coming from worship it, it it defines the value of something okay how much that he is worth that is worship so when we say we are worshiping god you don't need to be stiff when we say we are worshiping him this is not the time to be diplomatic in his presence no or come to him as a co-equal you pocket and you stand before god as though he's your co-equal no that's an error that's a mistake hallelujah if you know his worth you you know what he has done for you how that he is the strongest strong one the multi-breasted god the great and mighty deliverer how that nothing escapes his watch and how he's able to hold all things about your life all things about the universe together by the word of his power hebrews 1 verse 3 you realize that this is no no it's no time to be too gentle in his presence beloved in just one more minute you want to bow worship him give him the fruit of your lips the fruit of your lips the cows of your lips from the depth of your heart just tell jesus that lord beloved i thank you for the lives of my family father we thank you for the lives of our loved ones we thank you for the lives of our spouses in the name of jesus christ 
thank you for the life of this ministry every member of this ministry in the name of jesus you are worthy of our praise you are worthy of our thanksgiving you are worthy oh god you are worthy jesus we thank you lord we bring you our worship all of our heart we surrender we surrender to you jesus oh tell God that Father cleanse me for today's encounter prepare my heart make me whole spirit soul body in the name of Jesus let that all cry Father we pray for cleansing by the blood sanctify us through and through by the blood of Jesus we receive forgiveness through that blood of sprinkling shed on Calvary's cross oh God to make us whole your word says we should draw near unto you draw near unto us we should cleanse our hands and purify our hearts. 
Oh God, we pray for cleansing of hands, purification of hearts, even as we show forth in Zion tonight, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You want to pray in the language of the Spirit? Drawing strength and power from the Holy Ghost. Drawing strength and power from the Holy Ghost. Tell the Holy Spirit to reset your focus, to release glory unto you. Empowerment from on high in the name of Jesus. You, want, you don't want to live your weak or the same as you came. You want to live here stronger. You want to live here fortified with grace, fortified with divine power. You want to live here in the name of Jesus. Likewise, the Spirit Himself helpeth our infirmities. Bible says that for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself help make an intercession for us with cronies which cannot be uttered. With cronies which cannot be uttered.
individual spaces even this place this altar you are praying that let his glory envelope us let him release his glory upon us in the name of the lord jesus christ even as he takes preeminence in today's meeting we tell him that every divine blessings every grace any any truth any light that you need to catch on that needs to be released unto you through today's encounter you want to tell god to release it to you that you are not living here the same in the name of jesus christ Oh God, we pray for your presence in the name of Jesus. Let your presence lead us. Oh God, let your presence for this place take preeminence. Take preeminence. Father, take preeminence. Take preeminence. Let your presence fill our individual spaces. Lord, oh God, your glory come upon us. Your glory, oh God. Let your glory, your glory. Glory, O God, envelope us in the name of Jesus Christ. Run me utterance, O Limo, O Vinkatiata. Hey, open my eyes to the depth of your word in the name of Jesus Christ. O God, let us not leave you the same. O God, cause us to appreciate. Grant us another measure of grace, another measure of faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Grace, O God, through your word to propel and to increase us in faith in the name of Jesus. Catapult us to higher dimensions of spirit of maturity and growth in the name of Jesus through the revelations of your word. We pray that healings will take place. Oh God, deliverances will take place in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your perfect will be done be established for us in this encounter in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We give you
Rabaka Barata Hazada, Ebarate Kebo Sabarate Yata, Ejo, Anu, Bariato Soporate Yata. Let the people of God everywhere, everywhere you are, lift your voice and cry out for mercy. For by mercy he brought out Israel out of Egypt. By mercy, in the name of Jesus, we proclaim the end of the siege over our nation. Anu, Jesus, Spirit, we provoke the mystery of the spirit. We provoke the mystery of the spirit. Super Pariatata, Eratika Paratahaza, and by the mystery of the spirit, Elabiata Zapa, and by the oppression of God's mercy. Arapedea, everything walking in disorder, walking contrary to divine order in this nation, right now by the authority of the mystery of the spirit of the name of Jesus. We set all things in order. We command all things to line up to divine order. Now in the name of Jesus, Zapaparatasa, we set things in order in our government we set things in order in every sector of our national life we set things in order we proclaim the rule of righteousness with this place with this place every force of wickedness that has besieged this nation. We obtain mercy. We obtain mercy. We obtain mercy. We prevail. Yay! Raise your voice. I am a living testimony to the faithfulness of God. I am a living testimony to his grace, to his goodness. I have seen the goodness of God in my life. I love you, Lord. You are blessed to be here. Oh, your mercy never fails me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All my days have been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing. Of the goodness of God, if you believe it, let's sing it all in one voice. And all my life, you have been faithful. It's always a blessing to be in His presence. Hallelujah. Time will fail me to describe, to tell of His goodness. He is all we have. If you have not come to the point in life 
Nothing seems to work. Nothing seems to work. You look to the south, no help. You look to the north, no help. You look to the east, no help or helper. You look to the west and there is no helper. All around you, you are surrounded by enemies and by troubles. If you haven't come to that point, nothing will compel you to lift your eyes onto the hills and know that that is where your true help comes from. It is only when situations in life compel you to come to the point of utter surrender to Him, His will, His power, His majesty, how that He is enthroned over your life, not only as Father, but as Lord, and that He is capable of everything in your life because he's the multi-breasted one he has a breast for every need of yours it is only when you are truly surrounded by affliction trials problems looking for help and assistance from every angle every direction and yet you find none. That is the only time. That is the only time you are able to see him and come to the point of realizing that he is indeed God. He is capable, more than capable, that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. It is only possible you come to that realization, that revelation, when you don't look at what is surrounding you or the people you think can help you, but you lift up your eyes onto the hills, from whence comes your help. Your help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. So we have come to our helper. We have come to the one who is able to perform all things for us. Hallelujah. Feel free, enjoy fellowship, be grateful. Be glad, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. David had a company of believers who carried him, encouraged him, and pulled him along to fellowship in the house of God together. Hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. So you cannot be sad. Hallelujah. If you came here sad, you are living here with joy, the joy of the Spirit. If you came here sick, you are living here whole in the name of Jesus. If you came here depressed, I declare, you are living here healed, delivered from that depression. You are living here with divine satisfaction in your soul, the comfort of the Spirit in the name of Jesus. If you came here with any troubles of any kind, I declare that that case, that situation, that problem is settled and it is settled permanently. It is settled right now and it is settled permanently in the name of Jesus. May God reach out to you and touch, your, touch you. May God reach out to you and attend to your case in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. 
So I want us to get into today's teaching. Amen. I want to welcome each and every one of us once again to fellowship. It's always an honor having each and every one of us here together with me as we join together from our various locations around the globe to worship God and to fellowship with one another. Hallelujah. You are blessed to be here. And whatever your expectations are, I come into agreement with you and I declare that they shall not be cut off in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. So we started our series. This happens to be the part six of our series on intimacy. Our series on intimacy. And we've gone through many, many um, episodes. This is the seed episode, part six. Uh, the previous episode, we started with um, the oil of intimacy. And we couldn't get too far in that teaching. We trust that God will, will help us in this particular episode. Amen. God will help us by his spirit in Jesus' mighty name. And I believe you've been blessed by the entire series so far. The meetings, the prayers, um, the spiritual ministrations, declarations, and then the couple of prophetic messages or trances. Yes, so we are going deeper today. Amen. If you are ready, if you are ready, you want to type, I am ready. Ready to go deeper. Ready to do business with God this evening in deep waters. Ready to encounter Him. Ready. Ready. The difference between the five wise and the five foolish virgins. One group. stayed in readiness the other group was unprepared it looked like they were ready but they were not thoroughly prepared they ran out of fuel or oil for their lamps of Solomon said in Songs of Solomon Solomon said that 
let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for his love is better than wine. Hallelujah. Realize that kisses are the eloquence of love. And there was a woman in the book of Luke chapter 7. Who came to Jesus? Washed Jesus' feet with her tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. And Jesus considered that one as willing to draw near in intimacy with him. Hallelujah. Now, we also came to Matthew 24, 25, Matthew chapters 24 and 25. And we said that those were the final public teachings of Jesus before Acts, the upper room in Acts. And he revealed himself in three key dimensions, as a king, as a judge, and as a bridegroom. You realize that these chapters were mostly pertaining to the last things, the last things hallelujah and we realize that Jesus had a concern in that revelation Jesus had a concern that when he comes back he should find faith on the earth Finding faith on the earth is proof of finding a people, remnants, who are still in love with God and devoted to God. And we said the faith in Him is a good measurement of our spiritual health. Hallelujah. We said a whole lot about this particular part. Luke chapter 18 verse 8. And we also shared that the measure of our faith communicates spiritual stature and maturity, depths of intimacy, and preparedness for his, for his revelation at his second advent. The stronger the faith, the greater the love, the healthier the belief, the deeper the intimacy, and the more wholesome or thorough the preparation. Hallelujah. Then we went on and on and on. And we can go on and on and on. And on and on and on and on and on and on. And still not be able to exhaust this topic because intimacy involves touches touching the depths of god the fabric of god is so vast 
we can't explore everything. Hallelujah. So let's get into today's teaching. Intimacy with God, part 6, the continuation of the oil of intimacy. So this is going to be the continuation of the previous episode on the oil of intimacy. We established a very strong basis, a very strong background for the oil of intimacy. And I believe that that should set the stage, that should set the foundation for us to be able to build and keep rising, even as we strengthen our foundations in God and then consume more divine matter to build up spiritual stature here on earth in preparation for his coming hallelujah we are wise ones that's why we are here we are wise and that is what has brought us here and our coming here makes us wiser hallelujah there are many virgins who are not here there are many virgins who are supposed to be here but are not here decisions we make eventually culminate the sum total of all our decisions culminate in in determining our wisdom the amount of our wisdom or the lack of it in our approach unto our worship and our service and devotion to God amen even as we get into today's teaching as usual you know we're about to take our declaration one of us yesterday messaged me and was like <laughs> all our meetings are full church services or more like um, half nights was it the day before yesterday or yesterday and I said yes <laughs> I just love because this is the price many are paying in private for us to see the glamour in public when you come to the stage it's not about the theatrics. It's not about the jargons. It's not about the act. It is about the secret place. It is about the closet. It's about the heart, not the art. It's about oil. It's not a performance. It's a revelation of our secret place. Hallelujah. So we are just devoted. We are just simply devoted. We are never in a hurry when we come to the presence of God. Because God has been patient with us in our errors, our sins, our mistakes. The times we were faithless. He has been patient with us. When we are indulging in all sorts of things that displeased Him. He was patient with us. He has not been quick to take His breath of life from us. So we are also never in a rush when worshiping worshiping him never in a rush to move on no we know that ultimately there is a timeline to everything people will say that opening prayer should be maybe five minutes or ten minutes or fifteen minutes no we can't have enough of him some of us a whole week goes and if you put together all the moments of your worship the times it's, it's not even going to amount to two hours or one hour meanwhile 
how many 24 hours are in a week a whooping amount of time yet so we we are not in a hurry amen and i believe that it is a trait we must all develop if you want to carry you must learn to tarry you want to carry something that is of worth in the kingdom something that is of worth the thing that makes men it happens when you learn to tarry the length of our waiting determines the workings of the spirit while he broods on us because before anything will become something worthwhile something of any eternal value precious on earth it would have need to be brooded upon by the spirit hallelujah all right so we get into today's word i want to tell myself that i am becoming bigger better wiser stronger mightier by day my eyes are enlightened i am better aligned today than before in the name of jesus you can take your own declaration amen all right intimacy with god part five the oil of intimacy a continuation of the oil of intimacy in the previous uh, sorry in, in the part five this is part six sorry part six a continuation of the part five please can someone again help us with matthew 25 the verses 1 through 13. let make We will be rushing a little bit today. Is Stephanie here? And then my baby girl Christiana, are you here? God bless you, Minister Eben, for helping us with the scriptures. Hallelujah. This is supposed to be part six, like I said earlier. Is Mary around? I wish I could do a quick roll call. Oh, Major General S.K. Philemon, God bless you for staying. Amen. I pray that God will give you a word in the course of the ministration. All right, I read Matthew chapter 25, the verses 1 through 13. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. Do you know the meaning of ten? The biblical symbolism of ten? If you don't know, please try finding out. Bible says that, these virgins took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them 
were wise. Straight away, the Bible gives a description, vivid description, in a succinct manner, who they were. And he says that of all the characteristics and the traits they exhibited, they can be summed up in two different diametrically opposed and distinct words. On one side, wise, denoting wisdom, and on the other side, denoting wisdom or prudence, and on the other side, foolish, denoting lack of constraint. Bible says, they that were foolish, the reason for their description is that they took their lamps and took no oil with them, not in the lamp but with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Please pay attention very, very carefully. Amen. I need your ears. Daddy, God needs your heart. I need your ears. Daddy, God needs your heart. Amen. While the bridegroom tarried, today God is going to help us to see and to know what all this oil is about. All of this oil, we are going to get to know what all of this oil is about. The Bible says, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. You know that slumber and sleep are just due processes, natural processes of the body's modes of rest. You don't have to force. Sometimes if you force sleep, you even fall asleep. And sleep is usually the reward of God to them that labor, them that work. were supposed to be people who were supposed to be waiting, keeping a watch, busy, alert for the coming of their bridegroom for an experience they have never had before. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Every time God wants to do something new, he begins with a sound. When he wants to draw us in, it is a sound. Hallelujah. We also usher in new seasons, it is with a sound. Ignite new passions, hunger, sounds. Revelation 4 1, it says, And I heard the sound, a sound in heaven, and it was like the voice of a trumpet. Sound. Jesus being baptized, also there was a voice, a sound from heaven. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Hear ye him. A cry was made. Something new is about beginning. A new portal is about opening. A new dimension of experience. The ultimate of all experiences is about being granted. 
to the virgins. Then he says, Behold, turn your face. He says, Look. He says, See. He says, Your expectation has been met with reality. So be aware. Go ye out to meet him. He says, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. He is coming, and they also have to go halfway to meet with him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. I will explain that shortly. Or let me explain it right away. Actually, when we talk of trimming of the lamp, no, let, let, let me just move on. I'll come to every one of these things. Okay, I want to just establish the background. We know the story already. We already know the story. So establish background, then we get into the mysteries of the word. Amen. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. The actual trans translation of this portion, the verse 8 in the Greek, is our lamps are going out, not gone out. So I wish somebody could give us that in NIV, or maybe any other version. Our lamps are going out. That is the right translation of the, the, the Greek word root word over there but the wise answered saying not so lest there be not enough for us and you I want somebody to type not so no not so not so there are times you share there are times you can pass on help assistance information to people but not in exam hall outside of the examination hall that is fine in the examination hall it is a more practice that can land you in serious trouble not just you but the person you are trying to even help there are times that resources can be shared but there are certain resources it takes too much time to accumulate so you can't risk you can't risk not having enough of such resources for the days of adversity not so lest there be lest there be not enough for us and you sometimes it is not a result of you not thinking about people it is a it's a also a function of you thinking about your future hallelujah it's not a product of selfishness it says, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Now, this is a perfect indication that what he's talking about here is not the Holy Spirit because you can't buy the Spirit. I know many of us probably have been thinking that. Verse 10 says, and while they went to buy, this is oil you have to go and buy. You have to leave to go somewhere. To go and get it mark 1 verse 35 bible says that and a long while before day as jesus's custom was he will arise and go to a solitary place and there he prayed he was gathering he was cultivating the oil of intimacy it is one that is accumulated over time you have to leave to cleave 
in order to accumulate. While they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they, they that were ready, so notice they were prepared but not ready. They that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward, the door was shut, a portal was closed. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Notice how they call him Lord. Notice how they call him Lord. He wasn't Lord only to those that, those that entered. It means that these were Christians. Born again, Holy Spirit, filled, water baptized, tongue speaking, fire breathing, demon casting, believers. But what was the answer of the Lord, the one whom they call Lord? What was his answer to them? He said, Bible says, But he answered and said, Verily, truly, of a truth, with definite surety, I say unto you, You are a virgin, but I know you not. Don't let your virginity deceive you. Don't take too much pride in your virginity. You miscalculate. You do things anyhow. Because you can still miss me, priding yourself in virginity, losing character, and still miss me. Virginity is not enough. Not committing adultery or fornication. Religiously, it is a mingling with anything or deities outside of Christ. It is called religious harlotry. In the book of Revelation, the Bible talks of a woman clothed in scarlet. And Bible says that <laughs> she sat on a horse and she had filled Babylon with her, her acts and her deeds. And she wanted to seduce the people of God, the groom, and, and fill them also with her acts, her deeds of harlotry. The moment we begin to indulge in foreign, foreign gods, consult wrong mediums, oracles, that is the beginning of the, 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 the loss of our virginity. To be a virgin is to stay pure, to stay with God, cling to Him, stay with Him, remain with Him, keep seeking with His face, dependent, depending on Him totally, seeing Him as your source, your all, so that you are not spotted, you are not stained with any spot, any blemishes, through the harlotry of idolatry, Hallelujah. Jesus said, I have espoused you unto one husband, one maker. Verily, verily, or verily I say unto you, I know you not. <laughs> the word there, no, actually talks, it talks about experience, experiential knowledge. Not perception, not knowledge based on that which you have learned, no. Then he says that, watch therefore, for ye know 
neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. A charge to watch. That is the key aspect of this entire parable. Hallelujah. Christiana, you are welcome back. God bless you for the TPT version, Mr. Minister Redeemed. The TPT version of the verse 8 of Matthew 25 says, But the foolish ones were running out of oil, so they said to the five wise ones, Share your oil with us, because our lamps are going out. I don't know why the King James actually, King James of all, all versions of the Bible, they are good at very, very good renditions and accurate tra transitions of the, whether the Greek manuscript or the Hebrew manuscript. So I don't know why they got it wrong at this point. NLT also says, then the five foolish virgins, the five foolish ones asked the others, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. Yes, that's the right translation. Yes. In the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there he prayed all right all right all right mary you are welcome back where did you go let those give me bible says in the verse one can you help us with the verse one of matthew chapter 25 verse one and matthew 25 it says then the kingdom of god shall be likened the kingdom of heaven shall be likened then speaks of a time is a timeline it's a season it is a period of a second advent at the end of the tribulation when christ comes with the saints then shall the kingdom of heaven then then a time is coming then at that time then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened unto ten virgins the ten virgins are not the kingdom please they are part of the kingdom but he's saying that the activity what took place with them is what the kingdom of god is actually talking about the appearance of it can be likened to that activity this entire parable amen verse 2 says that five were foolish five were wise why foolish? Foolish because they did not take extra oil in separate vessels to replenish their supply in their lamps should the oil be used up. That is why in verse 8 they started crying. Verse 2, their faith, ultimate faith was already determined, was known by their character. 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 Attitude. Is a prediction of our destiny. You don't need a prophet before you expect a prophet to speak concerning or speak to the matters of your destiny. Look at your character. It's a, it reveals a lot about where you can go and where you cannot go and how far you can go to wherever you can go. 
and the reasons behind why he cannot go certain places. other five were wise because they took extra oil in separate vessels to replenish their supply in their lamps should the oil be used up. The oil that the wise carried, notice Bible says they carried it in what? Extra vessels. They carried that oil in extra vessels. That presupposes that they had enough in their lamps. That supposes that they had enough in their lamps. And there was no room for overflow. The excess could only be carried along together with the lamp. Now, the Bible says, The bridegroom tarried. It took long. He, he, he delayed. We are all looking forward to the coming of Jesus. We are all expecting his second appearing, his second advent. Many believers are watching for the redemption of their bodies. Because many signs around us are telling us that our redemption joy our redemption draws nigh jesus gave us what to look out for he says if you seek the fig trees shedding forth its leaf you know that summer is approaching the same way when you see these signs nation rising against nation false prophets everywhere you hear of wars and rumors of wars you see signs in the skies. He said that apart from giving signs in the skies, the love of many will also wax cold. Men will also all of a sudden begin to lose natural affection. And we are going to see some of the things that happened in the days of Noah. In the days of Sodom and Gomorrah begin to happen and they are happening. Since if you see all these things, know that the end is near. But the end has not yet come. It's just like a woman who is still in labor. So many Christians are watching in expectation, hoping, awaiting God's coming. But what if he tarries? Do you know that the Bible says that he has shortened the days? He has cut the days short. For, for should he not cut the days short, not even one of the elect will be saved. Not even, not even one. Because many are going to grow weary. Weariness will wear them out. It will cause their oil to run out 
While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry. There was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh, going out to meet him. Now, why at midnight? People of God, this was this parable was situated in a very typical Jewish context. At Jewish weddings, the celebrations were done at night. Jewish weddings were generally celebrated at night, starting at the rising of the evening star. You know the morning star, right? And I believe you know the evening star. Two great lights. However, in this particular case, there was the delay of the bridegroom and his friends also arrived at midnight. What was the state of the five wise virgins at the revelation of the groom? They were prepared. They had enough oil in their lamps. But how about the foolish ones? They didn't have enough. Bible says that their oil was running out. That meant that they had a level of preparedness, but was not meet and satisfactory to qualify them for passage and entry to the wedding banquet or feast of ultimate intimacy they had a level of preparedness they were Christians born again Christians water baptized Holy Ghost filled tongue speaking fire breathing demon binding believers Had a level of preparedness but was not meet and satisfactory to qualify them for passage and entry to the wedding banquet or feast of ultimate intimacy hallelujah here on earth we experience certain degrees they are shadows of the wedding feast the ultimate joy an intimate experience you're going to have with God in heaven but for now they are all in types and shadows merely bits of them we are eating of his body here on earth in a shadow he says that as often as you do this do this in memory or in remembrance of me we are also to proclaim his coming by the sacrament of the Eucharist it is not only in remembrance of his death and burial and resurrection. No. And it is not only a remembering of the dismembered body of Christ. No. But it's also a proclamation. So it's also a looking forward to. It's a communion. A communion. It's a fellowship. It's a participation in his body. And his blood so that just like a magnetic 
a magnet is attracted to magnetic substances, the day you will appear, we will be caught up together with him because we have eaten his body, drunk his flesh, and he has a spirit in us, which is the seal of our redemption as his purchased possession. Purchased possession. Hallelujah. We are his purchased possession. We are God's inheritance. And we also have an inheritance in God. We are his inheritance. So, so this, these ten virgins, they were all righteous. They were all righteous. The fact that they were born again meant that they had received or grace located them. Grace found them, love chose them, fellowship brought them together. Eventually, they became a part of the household of God. That is why they were likened to the kingdom of heaven. So they were not unbelievers. Please, take note. Bible says we should rightly divide the word of truth. Don't be deceived that there were people on the earth and five of them were Christians, the wise ones were Christians, the foolish ones were not Christians, or they were unbelievers. No. Bible actually... <laughs> Time won't permit me to talk about this virginity thing. Okay? Time won't permit me. I don't know, this thing will become longer than it should be. They were all Christians. They had the gifts of the Spirit. They were righteous. And that righteousness, righteousness were imputed to them through the free gift of God. Through the free gifts of God. That is why they were described legally as virgins. They were not defiled. undefiled hallelujah bible says that they all slept and slumbered and they slumbered and slept while the bride the bridegroom tarried and at midnight there was a cry made behold the bridegroom cometh go ye out to meet him they all array uh, uh, they all all of them them virgins arose they trimmed their lamps this streaming thing i think this is the time to talk about it to trim means the charred ends of the racks were cut off and the oil was added you see the lamps actually in those days the lamps were probably torches that consisted of a long pole some of us who have watched Jesus, Jesus movies, uh, so we know we have an idea of some of these things or those of us who like watching Bible documentaries or um, movies or, or Bible stories. You see, when Jesus was being arrested, the night he was arrested, you see them with a certain stick and something like a rag on top of it, and then um, fire burning on, on that rag. It is how the lamps of those days were, were, were designed. Okay, so these lamps were probably torches that consisted of a long pole, okay, with oil drenched rags at the top. So in those days, these torches required large amount of oil.
to keep burning and the oil had to be replenished about every 15 minutes just as many of us are very conscious of topping up our phone batteries every short time especially iphone users iphone users i salute you i greet you cheers to every one of you you know i love you so much right most iphone users <laughs> mercy lord <laughs> your phones are practicing intimacy your phones are practicing intimacy with electricity with power according to ohm's law <laughs> should i quote ohm's law So if our phones do this, how much more us? Some of us, we wait, we grow totally cold before we start finding solutions to our growing cold. So that what that reveals here is consistency. The oil had to be replenished about every 50 minutes. Consistency. You have to have the oil with you. If you are going to your room, it should be closer to you. Else the fire, the lamp can go up there. And if you get too tired about the frequency of re replenishing the oil in the lamp, you should be ready for a blackout. And that is not wise. Bible described it as foolish. That is not prudent. So now, for this lamp, you see, because the top is a rag, as they burn, as the lamp burns, the rag begins to form something like pieces of coal or bent, like uh, it's not ash, but it is also not charcoal per se. But it's a black remains of the rag we call it the charred rag it has been charred c-h-a-r-r-e-d c-h-a-r-r-e-d the charred ends of the rags they had to be cut off you know we have to get it out that is why god prunes us you see so that we can bring more fruit he prunes you, he prunes me so that we can burn more. He has to trim our spirit, our souls, so that we can burn more and more for him. This even has spiritual significance. Hallelujah. We will come back to this. So these five wise and five foolish virgins beloved the grace of jesus the grace of god it qualifies us to receive the gifts of right standing with god as virgins the grace of god which is salvation through jesus it qualifies us to receive the gifts of righteousness from god and that makes us virgins hallelujah so these five wise five ten five foolish virgins these ten virgins were all born again they were pure they were holy they were declared righteous with god so they qualified as brides for the groom 
That is what their virginity means. It's a legitimate qualification. Now they also began their journey to meet with their groom. The day you were born again, we were born again, that's when we began that journey. Awaiting, looking forward, serving, praying, doing all the right things in devotion to God while waiting and journeying, waiting and journeying, journeying and expecting, journeying with expectation, journeying and looking forward to meeting the groom. Some people deceive us into thinking that we are okay with the gifts of righteousness through faith. But it's not true. You are not okay with being righteous alone. That is a free gift. You are not okay being sinless and holy. We must press deeper in intimacy. Some folks, you know, they think that all the efforts, the consistency, the sacrifices we put in, in studying the scriptures, coming to meetings like this, obeying the scriptures, the word of God, attending Bible studies, all of these things, which actually lead to our growth in the spirit. People think that they are all waste or they are foolishness, but it's not so. It's actually a, a, it is actually a revelation of our wisdom to be here. Hallelujah. Beloved, the choices we make are descriptive of our character. Even we ourselves, as to whether we are wise or we are acting in foolishness. The gift of tongues. Those choices of studying your Bible, reading the scriptures, applying what the Bible says, attending meetings, praying in your closet, seeking the face of God, those are the things that have made you wise. Paul told Timothy, he says, and how that from thy youth thou hast known the holy scriptures, which is able to make you, can somebody help me? With the word which is able to make you do i have any bible students here wise unto what oh my god of the wise 
the wisdom of these wise virgins can be seen. Can somebody help us with 2 Timothy 3.15? It can be seen. Alright, God bless me, Mr. David. In the fact that they had accumulated much of the knowledge of God through intimacy. The power of God through intimacy. Intimacy of study of the word gives you much of the knowledge of God. Intimacy of the power of intimacy with the with God through prayer give, makes you know much of the power of God. Intimacy with the Holy Spirit through fellowship enables you to accumulate the oil. Beloved, the word of God is the wisdom of God. The word of God is a person. He is the wisdom of God. According to Colossians chapter 1 verse 26 and 27. He is the hidden mystery revealed. He was concealed in the olden days but revealed in these last days. Jesus has been made unto us both the power and the wisdom of God. So the more of the scriptures you study, the more of Jesus you are receiving into you. The more of Jesus you receive, the more of his light and his wisdom you have in you. And the more of this wisdom you have in you, the wiser you become. Wise unto what? Wise unto salvation. And not only that, because Bible describes him as the manifold wisdom of God. That means that there are many dimensions to this person. The person of the wisdom of God. You get wisdom for business. Wisdom for academic excellence. Wisdom for your, your spouse, your marriage. Wisdom for your relationships. Wisdom even to career choices. Wisdom unto everything. Because he is the multi-breasted one. He has a breast for every need. Just that we don't utilize it. We don't drink from him enough. There is no milk from God's breast that satisfies. There's no milk anywhere that satisfies better than the milk from the breast of God. Isaiah 55 says, come, come buy of me milk. Milk. He's saying that come to the place of the satisfaction of your need. Come to the multi-breasted one. And the way you buy is to lie. The way you buy oil from him is to lay at his feet just like Mary did that is how you buy you spend time time goes you are spending time and in spending time you are paying attention hallelujah in spending time you are paying attention Christi Christina how are you I hope you are good it's a long time we, we, we had you on here looks like our Tiana David do you see her face looks like our Tiana Agolai ah, is that Agolai Christiana Say, 
God bless you for staying. Amen. Oh, no, okay, okay, all right. Isaiah 55. People of God, God is multi-breasted. He said, wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfied not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul be your soul delight itself in fatness. But the verse one earlier had said, Ho, everyone that tested, come ye to the waters, and he that had no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Come buy milk wine and milk do you know that wine like we saw in songs of solomon chapter 1 verse 4 it is it is also one of the symbols of intimacy and communion when it comes to the union of communions wine is that which is used and when it comes to expressions of unions of communions and satisfaction of the loved one of that beloved in song of solomon he uses the flagon Flagon is raisin cake or wine that has been caked. If you can't look at it that way, just simply look at it this way. That the wine Jesus gave us in the Last Supper, he said that you should take this, eat it, and do it in remembrance of him. He said that the wine is his body. This is a cup. That he lifted up the wine and said, this is the cup of my blood, which was shed for you and for all on Calvary's cross so that sins may be forgiven and he says do this in memory of me in remembrance of me that is communion hallelujah yes it says that we will remember thy love more than wine the upright life love thee why would he liken love to wine because wine is one of those symbols of communion hallelujah and milk milk divine provisions divine provisions the house of God to pray to study the word to do the, the word be doers of the word all of these account for wisdom hallelujah there are those who say I don't have time I am depressed no one is available to help me I work so hard every time I come home I'm tired I struggle to pray that is the position the excuses of the foolish Every day, as such decisions and such things accumulate, eventually, you will find yourself in a place where your oil is what is running out, hunger going down, prayer life going down, desire for the things of God going down, 
your fervency going down the thing that take that 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 actually that that thing in your life you see that whenever you hear the word of god being preached that thing that leaps out for joy in your heart all of a sudden it leaves it becomes becomes irresponsive you keep growing cold and cold and cold and the devil is very good at making christians grow cold he has a strategy called the slow fade it doesn't happen all at once it is a slow fade you'll be consistent now with jabakwa too say oh today i'm tired it's a slow fade it's a slow fade before you realize it you are on the other side and coming back if grace doesn't step in if mercy god doesn't show mercy you can keep going and going and going there is a level we call being backsliding okay Galatians chapter 6 talk, talk, talks about that. He says, brothers, if you see anyone overtaken by a fault, he says, you who are spiritual, if you see another overtaken by a fault, you who are spiritual should restore such one. But even as you are, you restore that person, you should be, you should take heed of your own self or to your own self. Hallelujah. It takes wisdom and strength, carefulness to restore such people. So there's that level of, you know, that slow fate called backsliding. Then there's the level called they're falling away where you can backslide to the point that you see people who are backsliding eh, all they need is revival they don't have to do a new altar call no they don't need an a christian who was backsliding needs resuscitation of life like a like a living human being who is dying is is, is sustained using cpr the cardiopulmonary resuscitation mechanism or device they, 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 they hit it to their chest and then the electri electrical impulses from that device, what well, it quickens. It arises. The other time I was trying to describe it here and people were, were, were giving me funds. I don't want to go into that. That is spiritual CPR. They need to rededicate their lives. That is all. But for the one... Okay, let me read it. God bless Minister David for the scripture. Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself. You see where the carefulness comes in. Lest thou also be tempted. Lest thou also. IGP, God bless you. <laughs> the oil is in our, on our head though. <laughs> Amen. I also salute your grace, IGP, spiritual IGP commander. God bless you for joining us. So we ought to be careful. We ought to be careful. And then there is that uttermost part, extreme of the slow faith called apostasy. These people, eh? Atheism or the agnostics, they now even argue. They've been Christians before. Now they come to argue with other fellow believers or former fellow believers trying to downplay their faith. It all starts or begins with a slow fade. A slow fade. Our oil is going up. So the wisdom 
prone you see that was when they began to see the need for wisdom but wisdom demanded that right from the onset they kept their lambs alive and had extra oil with them how do we know this at least when they came and the five wise virgins had the extra oil with them they could avoid taking clue or cue from them and then gone back to the town square where the oil was sold, sold and, be, and bought some and come back. But they waited. They sat. They felt comfortable like John, John Mahama in a comfortable elections lead in Ghana's election 2016 and 2020. They were in a comfortable lead only to be overtaken so the five were wise from the day they got born again and the foolish had their excuses also from the beginning if you are not careful eh? excuses can make you lame and cripple your destiny if you are fond of making one one excuse after another whether in career whether in our relationship with god intimacy whether in our marriages very very dangerous the five foolish virgins also called him lord but jesus was their lord on their lips not not their lord in their heart or in their secret place it was only on their lips notice when they came and the door was shut amen we thank god for that i don't know why everyone coming here says the same thing but all glory be to god hallelujah god and the holy spirit is the one who gives us the revelation amen so if we tarry we will receive more we receive more amen he gives unto all liberally. And Bible says he abraded not, according to James chapter 1 verse 5. Bible says, if anyone of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives unto all liberally and abraded not. Amen. He is a giver. God is a giver. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of light, with whom there is no shadow of, or ten, <laughs> shadow of turning or variation due to change. Amen. So Jesus was Lord on the lips of the five foolish virgins, but he wasn't Lord in their hearts or in their secret place. Jesus is their Lord in church. You know, when things are convenient, beautiful, there is wonderful music, good worship is, is going on in church. But the word of God has no absolute impact and place in their lifestyle, their conduct. The word of God does not take preeminence in their relationships, their words, and their deepest places, the deepest places of their hearts, the recesses of their beings. Don't forget that the Pharisees, even the Pharisees, who, had, who carried the living of false righteousness, they also called him Lord, but their hearts were far from him. Hallelujah. 
So Jesus said, Jesus said unto them, or the bridegroom said unto them, Verily, I tell you the truth. I do not know you. I do not know you. I do not know you. It means that I have heard of you, probably, but I have not experienced you. I don't ever record any history, any record in the, it, it, the archives of eternity of you haven't, haven't ever spent time with me. There is no such record I have checked. And you are missing in my records. You are supposed to be there alright, but you are not there. Because you have no record of consistent intimacy with me. That lifeline was long ago disconnected. You are a virgin, but I know you not. You are a virgin, but I have shut the door against you. For lack of character preparedness. Hallelujah. So this lays emphasis on personal responsibility. Beloved, we are come to go deeper. If you think that the Holy Spirit has hit you with revelations yet, no, you haven't received much yet. Now you are come to enter into it proper. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. Minister David, please help us with that. Minister Redeemed, please help us with Romans chapter 12, verse 4. And verse 5. Romans chapter 12, verses, verses 4 and 5. Minister Redeemed. Minister Eben, please help us with Ephesians chapter 4. The verses 3 to the verses to the verse 7. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 3 to verse 7. Emphasis on personal responsibility. Notice that when we come together, okay, when we come together like this, we worship God what? In the spirit of unity. It is corporate worship, corporate gathering unto what? Intimacy. But corporate worship corporate worship Matthew 18 the verse 19 verse 20 he says that where two or three are gathered together in my name there I am in their midst there I am in their midst corporate worship when we come together to like this it is us bringing all our individual embers, embers of divinity and putting them together setting ourselves aglow and ablaze interacting with one another in koinonia or fellowship and then ordaining praise and worship unto his name but on that day of giving account it is going to be on an individual basis we all as lively stones we are being built together as a spiritual house unto god Bible describes all of us put together, all Christians put together, all Christian churches, I mean genuine Christian churches and Christians around the globe put together. The Bible describes us as what? The body of Christ or the ecclesia of Christ. So whereas one, yes, emphasis on genuine because there are counterfeits all over. So whereas the one plays a role or functions as the hand, another functions as the heart, the, the head, another fa functions as the heart, another functions as the leg, another functions as the eye, another functions as the ear. We are all members of one body. We are all in the same body, individually members of it. The mystical body of Christ. We are being built together. So if it comes to corporate fellowship, and you are always hiding behind church service group meetings like this meetings like this 
without necessarily letting this be, become the stepping stone for you to build a, an intimate private life with God closer life with God for you to begin to what to engage God in a place you call your own personal secret place and you hide behind corporate worship corporate prayer corporate fellowship alone beloved it is possible that you cultivate the oil of intimacy but it's going to take a while longer than than expected and it is also, also possible that you come you feel so invigorated revived in meetings like this but outside of the meetings you feel dry because your personal closet is not being attended to that was the issue with rw shambach how to heal the sick raise the dead and still go to hell how to preach the gospel he wrote a book titled how to preach the gospel heal the sick raise the dead and still go to hell it is possible to do the work of the lord and not intimately know the lord of the work hallelujah so first peter chapter 2 verse 5 he says that ye also all of us together also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So when we come here, we worship, we pray, we offer unto God acceptable sacrifices. How? Why are they acceptable? Because they are purged, they are cleansed, they are offered from purged and cleansed and totally consecrated, sanctified vessels. These sacrifices are whole, free from stains and every form of imperfections they are not defiled hallelujah so we also all of us as lively stones Bible says we are being built together as a spiritual house unto God so if we are all together a spiritual house it means that you are a part of the building either you are part of the brick you contribute to the roof the lentil the iron rod the cement or you definitely contribute to a part of the building of Jesus, his, the, his house on earth, or his body on earth. Hallelujah. Understand that God is a builder. According to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 2 or verse 4, God is a builder. Bible says that every, every house is built by some man, but he that builds all things is God. He is the one build, who built the entire universe. Who has built your life. He is the same person building his church. He says, I will build my church. So God is a builder. He says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In Psalm 127, he now says, he says, except the Lord builds the house. I, is somebody following I am not making this up. God is a builder and he's building us up together and holy priesthood. Now, that's from Roman 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5. Now let's look at Romans chapter 12 verses 4 and 5. It says, For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, we are all members of the same body, we all, but we don't all have the same office. So we, being many, so somebody is in the office of the evangelist, 
another is in the office of the prophet, another is in the office of the apostle, another is in the office of the teacher, another is in the office of a pastor. So we, being many, diversity, are one body in Christ, and everyone members one of another. So I partake of your gifts, and you partake of mine. I serve you with my gifts. You serve me with yours. Bible says that even, even as you have received the grace of God or the gift of God, let us minister the same one, uh, one to another as, as what? As faithful stewards of the manifold grace of God. I think 1 Peter 4 verse 8 or something like that. As you have received therefore the gift, even so minister the same one to another as um, faithful stewards of the manifold grace of God. So we are all members. Hallelujah. Now, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 3 through 7. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Today, the body is supposed to be one, but there are still divisions in the body of Christ. But God still sees it as one body. He says there is one body and one Spirit. Irrespective of the number of churches that you can count on the face of the earth, God still says there is one body and one Spirit. So it's either you are in that body or you are outside of it. And one Spirit. And even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto everyone, now he comes to India, now dealing with, with us individually, on individual basis, says, but unto every one of us is giving grace according to the measure or the metron of the gift of Christ. But you have to grow this grace. Hallelujah. That's not the focus. That's not the focus. We are talking about individual responsibility. Individual responsibility. So there were all 10 virgins at church. But individually, some people were excluded while others entered in. We worship God as a body, a corporate body, a bride, an ecclesia. But we individually owe ourselves the responsibility to prepare ourselves to meet Him. Beloved, prepare to meet your God. I am preparing to meet my God. As a sower, one of the ways I prepare to meet my God is to do His bidding, to fulfill that which He has called me to do. It is a meet in the first part of this series on intimacy we said that jesus said said his disciples that i have meat to eat in john chapter 4 he said he told them i have meat to eat when they brought him food to eat he said i have meat to eat which you have no idea of and my meat is to do the will of my father he had to please him that is my meat it is part of my way of preparing doing his bidding till he comes to find me Bible says, Blessed is a servant, according to Matthew chapter 24. Blessed is a servant who, whom, when his master comes, when his master comes or shall come, shall find him so doing the master's will. I am casting the word as a sower, as one called, as an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is part of my duty. And while I sow, I cast the seed as a sower. I sow the word, I propagate the word, I still take heed unto myself, I examine myself, I walk circumspectly as someone who, one who is wise according to Ephesians 5 and not as one who is foolish. Circumspection. 
prepare to you meet your God. I am preparing me to meet with my God. Together, as stones, as we individually prepare ourselves, we become fit blocks that are cut to size that he can use in, in putting that building together. We are fit. We are cut to size. Hallelujah. Corporate worship, corporate body, corporate feast, but individual judgment. This is this everything I'm telling is what the Holy Spirit taught me. <laughs> oh my God! Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit said, "Corporate worship." He said, "Corporate body, corporate feasts, even corporate prayer, but still individual judgment." Unready individual members, members who are not ready, become the spots and the blemishes in the body or the building of God's holy habitation. When somebody is building and a certain block is not, you see, maybe he's using rectangular blocks throughout, and then one particular one is triangular. When they fit it there, that particular portion of the building, you could see that they have to do parchment, they have to they have to use a little bit mortar or concrete or something of that sort to fill that place because the block or the brick that was fixed in there lacks the required dimension. Individuals, individual members who are not ready, they become spots and blemishes in the body of or in the body of Christ or the building of God's God's holy habitation. And God as a master builder, what does he do? If God is not taking, he casts. He casts it out. out. Hallelujah. When we refuse to allow God work on our on, on us. Bible says that the five were ready. The five were not ready. What is that readiness about? Being ready means being in a relationship of mutual response and wholehearted love to the Lord. Mutual response. One thing I believe as a matter of principle in my work, my love matters a relationship is that when the attraction is equal the effort will be mutual sorry when the attraction you see when you are in a relationship with somebody and the attraction is mutual then the efforts both parties invest into that relationship is equal but when the attraction is not mutual you find one person doing more of the work the other person just sits it ceases to be a give and take relationship it becomes a give 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 and take relationship or a take 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 and give relationship not a give and take relationship or a take and give relationship because the attraction is not mutual and so the effort isn't equal being ready means being a relationship of mutual response and wholehearted love and devotion unto the lord hallelujah so vigilance is the order of the day because the time of christ's coming is unknown 
there is need for watchfulness vigilance is the order of the day for as a virgin of Christ as one who is so unspotted who is free from blemish who is still looking forward to the appearing of your God vigilance should be your watchword it should be a key marching order because the time of the revelation of your love your groom your Lord your King your judge is unknown and there is need for watchfulness in the event of an unexpectedly long delay in Christ's coming just as he tarried in the parable of the ten virgins hallelujah beloved when Christ comes preparedness cannot be shared or transferred when Jesus eventually shows up preparedness how are you going to share preparedness it cannot be shared or transferred and like I said already preparations include studying or learning fasting praying teaching preaching the kingdom of, the kingdom of God or preaching the kingdom of and, and Jesus hallelujah prepares for himself each man each woman prepares each boy each girl prepares for themselves you can't share hallelujah lift your voice thank God for his word thank God thank God father we bless you we give you glory thank you O God thank you Lord for your word proclaim unto us father we thank you for this refreshing moment in your presence for enlightening the eyes of our understanding making us wiser today than we were before thank you for offloading divine truths and revelations insights oh god from the spirit to our spirit father to son spirit to spirit today we have communi- we have communed with you we have tasted and seen that you are good. You have kissed us with the kisses of your mouth, the kisses of divine intimacy, the kisses of revelation, the kisses of God, of divine insight. We bless you, Lord. The kisses of your grace. Father, we bless you, Lord. Grant us grace to be doers, not hearers only. Grant us grace, O God, to be doers and not hearers only. In the name of Jesus. Help us stick to the word, even as the word sticks to our spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. We know we are never the same again. We are transformed. We are changed. And we will never recover from this divine transformation in the name of Jesus. We pray that you make us bearers of your light. To go and shine forth in our world of influence. In the name of Jesus. We bless you Lord. We give you glory. We give you glory. We love you Jesus. Holy Spirit grant us grace. Show us mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. People of God, if you've been blessed by the ministry, my name is Samuel. I work with my team. I want to acknowledge all the members of the team for the great work they do 
always showing up in meetings and um, being of great support um, people are giving to support the ministry financially people are availing themselves and giving at the same time and doing all sort of things I really appreciate you now if you haven't followed the ministry please um, I tell people that when you click the plus button at the top at the top middle of